0: Dylan James and JT is right across from me, and this is out of bounds. It's good
1: to be back, Dylan.
0: It's gonna be real. It's good to be back on
1: Star Wars night. No better than that.
0: Right? Exactly. Star Wars is premiering today, and actually premiered last night, and I saw it last night.
1: Hashtag no spoiler.
0: No spoilers here, but let me tell you, it was a phenomenal movie. That's all I can say about it. It was phenomenal, and you think Episode Seven was good? This is better than episode seven. This movie is unlike anything else I've seen this year. So I think you guys will really, really like it. And it's one of those movies that you know everything you've heard so far is just go in there with an open mind. That's all you got to do. It's incredible, though. JT, you're going to see it soon tonight. tonight. Yeah, you're seeing it tonight. Um, Yeah. So enjoy it. It's phenomenal.
1: Looking forward to it, Dylan. Looking forward to it. How
0: has your week been so far?
1: It's been pretty steady, man. Uh, I only had to work on Armour a couple days, so Sunday, Monday. The rest of the week's been here at DVC, so, you know, just hanging in there, getting ready. We got, what, 10 days till Christmas now? Oh, my
0: gosh. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I have not done any Christmas shopping. Uh, well, I've done a few things, but I've well, probably done You better made... put
1: the Amazon Prime to good use. Yeah, I will two- be.
0: <laughs> I will be, because I've probably done, out of 100%, I've probably done 10% of my Christmas shopping so far. And also I got set back a little bit today because I had to spend $400 on new brake pads and resurfacing of my rotors and a new air filter for my car.
1: Jeez, man.
0: So, oh, well, I mean, you know, life comes at you quick.
1: I know. That's part of being an adult. It is. Unfortunately, It got, is. We gotta grow up even though we don't want to.
0: Very true. Well, let's get on to the news. Let's start off with some college football news. Army defeated Navy 14-13 to to win in the Army-Navy game. And this is the second year in a row they've won, right? Or no?
1: No, it's the second year in a row, Dylan. And last year they snapped like a 14-game losing streak, or series losing streak to the Navy midshipmen. Uh, last year coming back to, to win that game, it was an amazing game. This year, I watched some of the game on Saturday night when I was closing priority. So they had... The game was pretty tight the whole game, and it went back and forth. Army had to lead, and they were hanging on, and then Navy goes down the field. Was, but they had the penalties. If, if they didn't get those penalties towards the end of the game, Navy probably would have beat Army. Yeah. Instead, they got called back for a couple penalties. So the kick was like, I think, a uh, 45, 48-yard field goal for the he kicker. He barely missed it, and too. He, yeah, he just he barely, barely missed it. He barely missed it. it. Right at the second of the game. And credit for the Army Black Knights, or the Cadets, as they also know it as. And it's the second year they beat Navy, so good for them. And on top of that, Dylan, they've won the Commander-in-Chief Trophy. First time they've done that, Dylan, since 1996.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So congratulations to Army for winning that, and congratulations on their two-year winning streak. So let's keep it going next season, and uh, we'll see if that happens uh, next season. So moving on to some Heisman Trophy news. The person who we thought was going to win it anyway... Won the Heisman, Baker Mayfield, from Oklahoma Oklahoma University. And it was a great win for him, and it was great for the school as well.
1: Yeah, the competition wasn't close. Baker Mayfield won it by a landslide. And congrats to him. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. And we're going to see how he's going to do in the playoffs next month against a stellar Georgia defense.
0: Yes, and it's crazy to think, though, that Baker Mayfield was a walk-on at Oklahoma. And now he is one of the most elite quarterbacks in college football right now.
1: I believe he was also at, wasn't he at Texas Tech for a bit before he transferred? I think he was there before he transferred.
0: Yeah, that's just insane. That's insane, his his journey through the ranks and his journey through college football. And for him to end up with the Heisman Trophy, uh, he's going to be a really good prospect going into the NFL. And I think he can get a pretty penny. Coming into the NFL because there are some teams in the NFL that need quarterbacks, which we'll talk about later in the show. But you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where he lands when he goes into the draft. Now, moving on to some Ole Miss news: the former Ole Miss quarterback Shea Patterson transfers to Michigan, and he's going to be over there with Jim Harbaugh. So, do you think that Shea Patterson makes an immediate impact on that
1: Michigan team? Well, Dylan, Michigan. Just an interesting side note for Jim Harbaugh. He's been here for 3 years now at Michigan and this is going to be a, 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 could be a fourth fourth quarterback. He's had three different quarterbacks each season. So Shay Patterson, he's definitely going to it's not going to be a, a cakewalk. He's going to have some competition at uh Michigan with the Wolverines because he's got to compete with uh redshirt sophomore Brandon Peters and redshirt freshman Dylan McCaffrey. So it's not going to be a, a cakewalk. He's going to have to bow for that spot. Whether that's going to be Jim Harbaugh's choice down the, after spring uh, training in the, uh, in the spring season, we'll see what happens. But Michigan, you know, they have to start with quarterback issues. They've had a lot of injuries and uh, quarterback changes throughout the last couple of seasons. And that's why Michigan's been kind of up and down you yeah. think they would beat Ohio State at least once by now? It hasn't happened. It's
0: incredible to think, though, that when Jim Harbaugh was in the NFL, coaching for the San Francisco Forty ers he had a quarterback controversy as well. When Alex, when Alex Smith went down with an injury, he said, "You know what? I'm going to put in. I'm going to put in Colin Kaepernick right. and see if he plays well." He actually played well. Alex Smith came back from injury, and they decided, "Well, guess what? You're going to sit down on the bench and, and continue to warm that bench for us." So. He had two quarterbacks too when he was in San Francisco. He had a better track record in San Francisco. So, I mean, hopefully he does find his quarterback because I think that Michigan is a great team. Their defense is very, very good. And I just think that they need a quarterback and that's the missing piece they have in Michigan. If they do get that quarterback in Shea Patterson, then let's see what happens with that team next season because they could be a possible contender for the college football playoff and they could be pretty strong when it comes to that. So I think that... Uh, Shea Patterson might be that missing piece they're looking for. And if he is, watch out, everybody else, because Michigan's going to come for
1: you. Definitely, definitely. All right, Dylan, let's preview some bowl games now that we're in bowl games Yeah, let's this do this bowl season. So we have a couple bowl games going on this weekend. We'll start with the um, RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. That game, Dylan, is going to be against Troy, the Troy Trojans against North Texas. Now both coaches coming in have done pretty well. Neil Brown, he's twenty-four and thirteen with the Troy Trojans, and Seth Latrell for North Texas, he's fourteen and twelve. Um, it's going to be a very competitive game. Uh, did you know, Dylan? The Mean Green are the only FBS program um, that offer uh, their quarterback means to find a, a scholarship. Oh wow! And he was like All Conference USA, has twenty touchdowns, has three downs down for passing yards. So he's done very well. This season for the mean green, but I think Dylan Troy is gonna up is gonna win this game. And Troy, with the offense they've had, they've been stellar this season 10 and winning the Sun Belt Conference. And on top of that, Dylan, remember they did beat LSU earlier this year, so I think Troy is gonna win that game.
0: I think a big game I'm gonna look at is the Birmingham Bowl action December 23rd, two days before Christmas. It's going to be in uh, Legion Field in Birmingham, Alabama. Texas Tech versus Southern Florida. Now, Southern Florida had a very, very good season. Going up into the last game of the season, they lost against UCF. But, you know, you looking at that team, they're a solid team. I think that against Texas Tech, it's going to be a very, very interesting team, an interesting game because of the offensive firepower they have in Texas Tech and the offensive firepower they have in Southern Florida. But uh, South Florida, they do have a really good defense too. So I, I see them bouncing back in that game and re- redeeming um, the, the cup or whatever they have for that bowl game. Um, but I think that would be a really good game for the South Florida as well.
1: Definitely another bowl game that you guys should definitely keep an eye on is the Las Vegas Bowl, Boise State against Oregon, the Ducks. It's going to be a very interesting game. These two teams haven't played each other that much, Dylan. I think the last time they played was, I think it was 2008 and 2009. It was a bowl game. You probably might remember that, Dylan, because that was the game. The last game, was, I think it was 2009. And LeGarrette Button, he was at Oregon. And he got in a fight with some of the Boise State players, and he punched one of the Boise State players And it caused a whole brawl everywhere after the postgame after that. And they haven't played each other for a while, but they're going to rekindle that rivalry um, this weekend for the Las Vegas Bowl. And it's going to be a very, very competitive game. But I think, Dylan, the Oregon Ducks, I think they got this one.
0: Yeah, another game I'm going to be looking at, too, is the Pinstripe Bowl with the Boston College versus Iowa. Now, Iowa was actually a pretty good team the past few years. Um, they did slip out of the top 25 towards the end of the season. Um, but, you know, Boston College looks very, very good, too. It's very two very good teams going up against each other. It's not, They're not ranked or anything, so they have really nothing to lose or, you know, more to gain than nothing to lose. Um, so that's going to be on December 27th at 515. Make sure you check that out on ESPN. That's going to be a big game to watch as well. So those are some bowl games that you should be checking out that were outside of the Top 25 ranked teams, which uh, we usually like to see those you know, those games that aren't really publicized as much. So uh, those are some games for you guys to watch. So let's recap some uh, Week 14 action in the NFL. First of all, let's just talk about the Titans, okay? We talked about the Titans last week a little bit.
1: Yeah, we were a little overconfident that we beat the Cardinals, and it didn't happen.
0: It didn't happen. So now the Jacksonville Jaguars are in the driver's seat when it comes to the AFC South. They can still if if both teams went out, it could still yeah, get so to Jack the Rogers last
1: came back and beat the Seahawks. So. It could still be Crazy. the
0: last game of the season that will decide the fate of the AFC South this season. So hopefully that does happen. So let's look at both of those schedules. Let's look at Jacksonville's schedule, and let's look at the Titans' schedule, too. Um, This weekend, they do have some games that are pretty interesting to watch. Um, So with the Titans, you know, I I think the Titans are trying to bounce back from injuries. That's the biggest thing they're looking at right now. Yeah, Um, Mariota
1: is listed as questionable, but a lot of people expect that he's going to play on Sunday.
0: Yes. so, I mean, they're bouncing back from injury. Um, You know,
1: granted, it is the 49ers, but... We, sh- we should be the
0: 49ers. Exactly. So let's look at the Titans. It is 49ers. They're going to be at San Francisco. I think that should be a very interesting game, simply because Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing well over the past few weeks. I think he's three of four in the, fa- in the past four games. So they are playing pretty well in San Francisco right now um hopefully they don't rain on tennessee's parade that day as of right now i believe there's a 76 percent chance that tennessee does make it into the playoffs this season which is very good for us yeah we
1: hold the last not the last but the second to last wild card spot we do So yes. our chances are still good at making the playoffs
0: they are they're very if very we don't good win the division. We they're should very good out. but with tennessee marcus Mariota, e- even this week he talked about it he said you know what i'm just not playing my game I'm blaming myself on these on this last win. I'm blaming myself for the play we've had the past few weeks. I need to step up, and I need to be a team leader. It's great he's putting it on his shoulders. I like that he's not blaming someone else for their misfortune when it comes to offense and everything. But still, at the same time, he has playmakers around him that need to be making plays. That's why they're there in the first place. Corey Davis, we picked him in the first round last season. Why within mean, the first round this this year for the draft? Why is he not producing as much as he should be? Um, you look at other guys too, Rashard Matthew. He should be coming. I think he is back or he's been practicing, so he should be playing this weekend. Um, you know, look at these playmakers we have on the team: Delaney Walker and Demarco Murray and Derrick Henry. I mean, they need to be making plays for this team, and that's the only way that we can get into the playoffs and actually have a shot. At getting the AFC title this year, um, it's going to be a, a, a long, a long, long playoff uh, playoff season. If we go into the playoffs playing the way we're playing right now, it's not going to be pretty, um, and it, we could we could end it very, very quickly. We could probably even, even end it in the in the wild card game if we don't play up to the standard that we should be playing at. So that'll be interesting to watch with the Tennessee Titans. Hopefully, they can uh, pick it up in the next few weeks and play better in the in the long run, the stretch, um, the home stretch of uh, this season. So looking at our counterparts, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're playing up against Houston this weekend um, at Jacksonville. With that game, JT, do you think Houston has a shot of upsetting Jacksonville at Jacksonville?
1: I certainly think they do because Houston, even though their offense has been struggling because Tom Savage had a concussion the last game, So we don't know who's going to be a quarterback this weekend for the Texans. But you can never count the Texans out, Dylan, because of their defense. They're always going to keep their offense in the game. So Jacksonville, you know, hopefully they don't get hot. But I do think that the Jaguars will probably squeak out a win. It's going to be close. But I think the Jaguars are going to squeak out a win. The NFL, it's unpredictable because you never know, Dylan. Upsets can happen. Like, for example, I had... I thought for sure the Jets were going to beat the Broncos this past weekend, and they laid an egg. Josh McCown was just awful. awful. After two weeks of tearing it up for, in fantasy football, he just laid an egg. Now he's he's out for the season now, so yeah. it probably yeah. doesn't matter. But, I mean, same, the Packers, everyone counted them out after Aaron Rodgers was out, and now he's, it's possible he's going to play this weekend against the Panthers. And the Packers, they're still in it, Dylan. They still got a chance to make the playoffs as well. But I think the Jaguars will get a win against the Texans, Dylan, and I really do think Dylan, it's going to come to that last game on December. Is it thirty first? December thirty
0: yeah. first. Yep, New Year's Are Eve. We in
1: Jacksonville or in Nashville?
0: In Nashville. Oh, so we, okay. So uh, with Jacksonville's schedule for the rest of the season, they have Houston this weekend at Jacksonville, then they have um, San Francisco at San Francisco, and then the Titans at Tennessee. So. You know, those are three games that are huge for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This will be the first time they've gone to the playoffs in a while. So, it's a big thing for that franchise. But, at the same time, the Tennessee Titans are vying for a playoff spot, too, where they have not been in the playoffs since, what, 2008 or something like that? It was the
1: year we won the division. Not the division. and We made the second round. We lost to the Ravens. It was the year. Yeah, so it's it's
0: been a while. So, you know, hopefully the Jacksonville Jaguars, even if they win this weekend, let's say they win this weekend in Houston – then they lose in San Francisco, which I think they can easily lose in San Francisco. That last game, like you said, will be the deciding factor, even though we'll go into the game having a game up on Jacksonville because we uh, because of the tiebreaker. So we'd have to win that game to win the division, and I think that's probably going to be the most likely scenario in this situation, because you look at the Tennessee Titans schedule, the Titans have an okay schedule. Although we have a very, very strong opponent in the Los Angeles Rams coming in to Nashville on December 24th, the uh, day before Christmas. So that's going to be a huge game for Tennessee. I think that's going to be the game that we need to win that game. Uh, That's a must win game for us. I think every game this, the rest of the season needs to be a must win, but hopefully the Tennessee Titans can come out of that game with a win because if they do, then their fate is in their own hands. So we'll see what happens Going down the home stretch. So let's go back to this past weekend with the Titans. They have struggled mightily on offense. Their defense, however, was very, very stout. Um, they only allowed twelve points in the game, which is fantastic. Um, but we still lost twelve to twelve to seven in that game. Um, sadly, so hopefully we can pick it back up this coming up weekend. Um, some other games. Jacksonville once again scored thirty points. Um, this is the second week in a row they've scored thirty points against their opponent. And they came back in that game against Seattle to win that game 24-30. to 30. Um, And then also, the Eagles, uh, even though Carson Wentz went down with a torn ACL, they still won the game 43-35 to 35 against the Rams. The Rams are a very high-scoring offense. Uh, that that That's what's troubling me. That's, that's what's concerning me about two weeks from now because that's when we're going to have that game against the Rams in Tennessee, and that's going to be a, a very interesting game to watch. Um, so, those are some games that happened this past weekend.
1: But we do got a lot of good games coming up this week, Dylan. Uh, of course, the one game I definitely want to keep an eye on is the Patriots and Steelers. Yes. That's going to be a huge, it's huge game. So, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. And, of course, you're going to have the, I know the Bears and Lions aren't much, but the Lions are still in the playoff hunt. So, for them, it's a must-win game for them. And, of course, we already mentioned the Panthers and Packers game. That's going to be an interesting game as well. Of course, the Monday night game, the Falcons against the Bucs down the road in Tampa. That's going to be a Falcons interesting need game to, win, well. that yes, they need they to win that game. Yes, exactly. They need to
0: win that game. Exactly. It's a must win game for them. And New England can actually wrap up their division if they win this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers um, on Sunday night as well. Yeah. Sunday afternoon. New
1: England needs to bounce back after looking horrible against the Miami Dolphins this Monday. I'm Jay Cutler
0: made roll. them look like they were a peewee squad. Like that, that's. <laughs> That's hard to do, especially with Jay Cutler being your quarterback. You would not think that would happen, but hey, it did. So, hopefully New England does bounce back. They will be playing in Pittsburgh, however, at Heinz Field. So, it will be a tough game. But, you know, New England needs to win that game, and they can um, go into the playoffs coasting, um, essentially, as you will. So, they can rest some players and such um, for the playoff run. So, that's going to be very interesting. So, let's head over to some basketball news. So, how is the big three experiment going in Oklahoma City so far, in your opinion?
1: Well, right now for the Thunder, Dylan, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they are, I believe, in. they're not in the top eight right now in the NBA standings. I believe they're in ninth. I'll double-check on that real quick just to be sure. But the Thunder, they've been – Oh, so Thunder are currently have the last playoff spot, the eighth seed in the NBA Western Conference. They're 13-14. But the Thunder, Dylan, they've been so up and down this season. The last 10 games, they're sitting at 500, 5-5. Five and five. and their, off, their, their offense, Dylan, is ranked in the bottom half of the league right now. So, you know, you got Russell Westbrook carrying the load and uh, Paul George, but it's been so inconsistent. Carmelo Anthony, he has struggled in, you know, in a reduced kind of playing role. And I think Billy Donovan, the coach, has really struggled to try to Fit these pieces together to make this team gel. I think it's still going to take a thunder some time dealing before they get hot. But they got. I think I have to do something quickly because if it keeps going up and down inconsistent, I don't know if Billy Donovan's going to make it through the season. Now they did get help by being the Indiana Pacers the other night. You know, Paul George got booed like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> in that game yeah. Because it was in Indianapolis, but Paul George didn't let it get to him. He showed up, did what he had to do, and he's uh in the zone right now so the thunder we'll see they do play the thunder or the thunder they do play the sixers tonight so we'll see if they can bounce back keep a winning streak going but right now it's it's been pretty slow for them
0: yeah i definitely agree with that i mean it's been uh not so good of an experiment after all um hopefully they could gel uh more throughout the season but as of right now They are not playing the way they should be, and they are not playing the way they are getting paid to play. So we'll see if that experiment gets better over the next few weeks and few months.
1: One interesting stat I will mention, though, is that Victor Oladipo, of course, he used to play for the Orlando Magic, and now he's with the Indiana Pacers. He's averaged more points this season than Paul George did when he was with the Pacers last year. So I find that pretty interesting. He's averaging 24.5 points per game. Paul George, when he was with the Pacers last year, he averaged 23.7 points like during the regular season. Yeah. that's interesting as well but anyway speaking of the indiana pacers they've been selected to host the nba all-star game in the 2021 season so that's good for them that's
0: good for that city because that's going to bring in a lot of revenue to that city Um, and looking at the list of, of cities that have gotten chosen between now and 2021 we got los angeles in 2018 we got charlotte north carolina in 2019 we have chicago in 2020 and then we have indianapolis in 2021 so that that's good for those cities. Um, you know, the one g- the city that actually surprised me in that list is actually Charlotte. That's kind of weird that Charlotte's gotten one of the games for well, one of the All Star games. The, I,
1: I don't know if it was last year, or the year before? It might have been last year, but Charlotte was supposed to host the All Star game, but because of that controversial controversial, what was it? Uh, I can't remember what it was now. It's like a like a transgender law, some like, rule, something like that that affected that. In the, for the bathrooms. And, oh, it's the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. why the NBA took the all-star game from Charlotte for that season, but gave it back to them like a couple years down the road. Wow. And it wasn't just the NBA. The NCAA even pulled all the, threatened to pull all their events out of Charlotte because they were so upset about that Jeez. ruling. So I'm glad Charlotte and North Carolina got that all figured out. Yeah, I'm glad. Away. Uh, speaking of getting things figured out, one person who I'm not sure is getting things figured out right now, Dylan, is... Your boy, LeVar Ball. <laughs> Big ball, brand shoes, baby. <laughs> yeah. oh. So, last week, I was in my final thought, I was trying to tell LeVar Ball, what are you doing, man, exploiting these kids? Or, or what are you trying to do with LeAngelo and LaMelo Ball? So, apparently, they found a job a lot faster than I thought they were going to take. And, well, they got their passports. And guess where they're going, Dylan? Lithuania. That's right. Isn't that the home of Zuzauskas? He played in the NBA for, like, the, the Cavaliers. Zunas, I think this is a galaxy. Interesting, but anyway, they're going to play in this for this NBA, this NBA, this basketball team in Lithuania. I'm not even going to bother pronouncing the name because it's very no, hard to say. No, no, nope. But what's crazy about this situation is the the basketball team they're playing Lithuania. Dylan, like these fans, they don't know who they are. Like who, I have no idea who is Lo, 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 Lo and, uh, Lomelo Lo, and Lomello uh, and Langel Ball. Who are these guys? Yeah, and. The basketball team, they can't guarantee that they're going to give them enough minutes to play throughout the whole season. And this team, I think they're in the second division in Lithuania Basketball League. They're not even the top division. So I don't know how, how you're going to not get much playing time if you're in the second division in basketball. Yeah, true. And on top of that, Dylan, they said in Lithuania, they're going to charge, the I think the first game is tomorrow in Europe. And they're going to tr- tr- like triple the prices to get fans to come out and, and watch these guys play.
0: Of course they are. I'm like really. Of course they are. Really, but people so, don't know who they are. So why are they paying more money to watch them play if they don't know who they are?
1: Well, what Charles Barkley said, Dylan, he he thinks that <clears throat> their dad exploited kids because they, he thinks his dad, his dad, and I I agree with him has no talent. Well, and yet no, you're using your kids to try to make you some money. That's yeah, that's what he's, what he's doing. doing.
0: He's done that with, with LeVar. He's, he's Lonzo Ball Lonzo right Lonzo and everything. Mean, yeah, Lavar like, I mean, so is a bad, money.
1: Lavar Ball even yelling at the Lakers coach, Luke Walton, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you laying on the bench? Why are you not giving more minutes? Why are you doing? Come on, man. It's this rookie season. Give the kid a break.
0: But, hey, he can play Michael Jordan one-on-one and beat him. <laughs> so, you know, there's some talent there. Anyway, uh, moving on to some Orlando Magic news. They are on a three-game Skid right now.
1: Yes, the Magic. When we talked last Friday, they ended up losing that game to the Denver Nuggets, one hundred three eighty nine. And even though Jonathan Simmons had twenty one points in that game, he was it was not enough to carry them. And then they played the next night in Atlanta against the Atlanta Hawks. They lost that game one seventeen to one ten. Nikola Vucevic he had thirty one points in that game, so he did very well. But we came up short. And then of course on Wednesday night they played the Los Angeles Clippers. At home, we lost that game like one hundred six to ninety five. Of course, Jonathan Simmons had twenty points, and Nikola Vucevic had twelve rebounds. So, the Magic Dylan have been dealing with some injuries right now. Obviously, four. something's happening so, in Orlando. Yeah, we we weren't sure we we're gonna have a lot of players. Of course, Aaron Gordon he got a concussion recently, so he's been uh, cleared the concussion protocol, so he might play tonight against the Portland Trailblazers because that's what we're playing tonight. So, hopefully, the Magic will get figured out. So. They're not doing so well right now, but you know the East hasn't been dominant, so we'll see if they can turn it around. Uh, their G League team, though, the Lakeland Magic, they've done pretty well. They're leading their division right now. I think they're ten and five, and they had a game where they broke a record for coming back largest deficit in the in the league's history, and they beat the Fort Wayne Mad Ants like 109 to 108. So the Lakeland Magic are doing well. So I I think if the Magic players keep getting banged up on the pro team, they're gonna start calling up players. From the G League, the Lakeland Magic.
0: Two things. One, I don't think that Orlando knows that we're back on the air. And that's the reason why they (laughs) lost the the past three games. Um, So we need to call them today or tomorrow and let them know we're back on the air. You can start winning again. Two, with this G League thing, why were they so lazy and just calling them the Lakeland Magic? Why don't they change the name to something else? Hey, what's could they some... not figure out something else that's besides magic? Like, I mean, do something else that's magical. Yes, you could use a magical kind of word, but why copy their name?
1: Well, Dylan, we see this a lot in, in baseball. Yeah. You know, the Braves, they they had the, they were they were the Gwinnett Braves, but they changed their name. They're now the Gwinnett Stripers. Almost <laughs> they But they're the Stripers. Can they change their name. I think the Mississippi, the Double A team, is still the Braves. Yeah. So you, you see that in, in hockey too. The the Iowa Wild, the Minnesota Wild. So you the see thing me, is, I need to take the note. Iowa Cubs, the Chicago Cubs.
0: They need to take a lesson from the Macon bacon and find out a name that's as creative as that.
1: Oh, I love that. I and do too. And Bacon.
0: And bacon. I f- even tweet their
1: thing that they, may the
0: bacon be with you. They need to get a shirts. So that's what they need to do. So Macon Bacon, if you're listening to us, just send us some shirts. We will support those shirts when we do our live stream and everything on Facebook and stuff, and we'll promote your brand. If you send us t-shirts, we will do that. So get on it. Um, so let's move on to some hockey news. There are injuries galore in the NHL. And I think Sidney Crosby was one of them, wasn't he?
1: I'm not sure about that, but I know there's been a lot of big injuries, uh, like the Minnesota Wild. Their goalie uh, Devin Dubnyk, he is on uh, injured. He got injured in that game. Of course, Austin Matthew, he's missed a couple games for the Maple Leafs. Uh, Dubinsky, their defenseman for the Blue Jackets, uh, he broke his orbital bone, so he's going to be out for a while. Uh, lots of injuries in the NHL right now it's kind of funny because like the Capitals are getting healthy but it seems like everybody else is getting banged up uh, Mark Andre Fleury he came back uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins last night 2-1 to one. so that was very interesting as well and but yeah lots of injuries at least for the Lightning though Steven Stamkos he's he's still staying healthy so that's good so well, that's good He's doing very well, and they like. Let's do our uh, Preds Caps update.
0: Sure. Uh, speaking of injuries, we had two How players. Doing? We had two players come off of injury recently. Last night, actually, when they uh, two nights ago when they played um, up against uh, someone in Canada, Vancouver Canucks. Two nights ago, last night they played up against play the Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers. Yep. yep. Um, so two nights ago, we had Ryan Johansson and also Scott Hartnell, who came off of injury reserve, and in that game. Surprisingly, we won seven to one against Vancouver. They could not stop a puck that night. And then last night we played up against the Edmonton Oilers and shut them down completely, won by four zero. So in the past two games, let me do some math here: eleven to one in goals against and goals for and goals against. Um, respectively so I mean that that's absolutely incredible they're playing very very good hockey right now they're number two in the league and they're number one in the Western Conference right now so they're playing really, really good hockey right now. I, I, I love how they're playing. They're very, very deep in their positions as well. This is the first season I, I feel comfortable when a player like of Ryan Johansson's caliber or um, a Philip Forsberg, somebody like that, would be injured simply because we are so deep at winger, so deep at center, so deep at defenseman. We're deep everywhere in that team. And UC Soros last night actually scored, uh, actually had a shutout. One of the shutouts this season, and I think it's his first shutout of the season, but he shut down 46 shots on net, which is the most by a goalie in a a single game in Preds history. So he made history last night, and congratulations to UC Soros. Um, The juice is loose, as they say in Nashville when it comes to UC Soros playing in net, so congratulations to him. And Pecorine, he is just playing lights out. He's been a fantastic goalie for us all season long, and he's kept us in games. But it seems as though we are getting right back on track to where we where we were last year. And, you know, Pekka is not just winning us games anymore. It seems like the team is actually winning these games. We're winning offensively, and we keep attacking the zone. It's, it's fantastic hockey. Hopefully they continue this, and hopefully they continue to climb the standings. Because as of right now, everywhere, I think we are number two when it comes to power rankings at ESPN, NHL, um, all those places. So congratulations to the National Predators. They're playing very, very good hockey right now. Let's move on to the Washington Capitals. Let's talk about your Caps and see how they're doing.
1: Yeah, Dylan, the Caps have done very well, Dylan. They have now picked up their, their sixth win in December this month. So last time we talked, they were playing the Rangers, and they defeated the Rangers. Uh, they're, they've won... Last night against Boston, 5-3, and they also had a... Well, the only game we lost was against the Islanders. We lost them 3-1 on Monday night, and then would beat the Avalanche 5-2. So the Caps have done very well. Alex Ovechkin, of course, he's picking up the load, doing very well. The Caps, they've averaged uh, goals per game, like 3.1 goals per game, so that's average eighth in the league. Uh, our goals against Brandon Holby. Uh, Brayden hope excuse me, he's done pretty well. 2.9, 16th average in the league. Our power play's picking it up. A penalty kill, we still got a little work on. We're ranked 21st in the league on that one. But Ovechkin, he's doing well. He's got 22 goals this season. Evgeny Kuznetsov, he has 25 assists this season. Matt Niskanen, he's uh, plus uh, 14. And Brayden Holtby, his uh, goals against average is 2.66. So the Capitals, though, last we talked, they were like barely in the wild card spot right now. They've now moved up to second place in the Metropolitan Division. So the Capitals, Dylan, are doing very well. And Barry Trotz, he's putting players, switching lineups around. Um, but uh, Backstrom and Ovechkin are the hot hotline right now, so they're doing exceptionally well. So hope Caps will continue as we get ready to take on the Ducks tomorrow night.
0: Very good. Yeah. So I mean, Nashville Predators are leading the Western Conference right now. Your Capitals are playing very well in the Metropolitan. They're second in the Metropolitan. That's fantastic. So both of our teams are doing very well right now.
1: Yeah. One team that I'm noticing that's starting to climb up the standings a bit is the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Uh, Zach Parise, of course, he's back uh, for the team now after being out or uh, recovering from a back from back surgery. Mm-hmm. So the Wild they've gotten some wins. I know Devin Dubnik he's going to be out, but they said at minimum probably two weeks. But the Wild, they've climbed from out of the bottom, and not out of the bottom, but kind of the middle of the bottom of the pack in the Western Conference to now in the wild card. They're in the, the top wild card spot right now. Wow. So the Wild are, are starting to pick it up in the in the Western Conference. We'll see they'll get in that race in the Central Division because right now in the Central Division, it's pretty competitive with you guys, the Preds, the Jets, and the Blues right now.
0: The Blues are fan- playing fantastic hockey. They're number two in the in the Central right now, and they're playing very, very good. So I'm I'm interested to see how those games will play out later on in the season when we play St. Louis, when we play Chicago again, because we've had Chicago's number this season, especially after shutting them out in the playoffs last year. We've had their number since then. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Central. But as of right now, I am riding high. The National Predators are looking great. And uh, they keep playing at a very, very high level.
1: Definitely, Dylan. Just a quick update on our Orlando Solar Bears. They were on a road trip this week. They played the Kalamazoo Wings, and they lost that game in overtime 2-1. to one. And then on Sunday the 10th, they were at in Fort Wayne. They're taking on the Fort Wayne Comets. They lost that game 5-2. to two. So they had a tough road trip. The road trip will continue this weekend. They'll be in Norfolk, Virginia, taking on the Norfolk Admirals tonight and tomorrow. So we'll see if the Orlando Solar Bears will bounce back.
0: They're looking okay right now. They're 10-11-4 and four right now. They're fifth in the Southern Division right now. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see if they can bounce back and hopefully they continue um, the upward trend that they were um, on before. But uh, one of their best best players right now is Josh Winquist. He's actually uh, been in 21 games and he's scored six goals and 18 assists, so he has 24 points this season. So we'll see if some of those players can step up and, and make some plays for that team and hopefully they can start – winning some more games for us. That would be fantastic to see some playoff hockey here in Orlando for the ECHL. So now moving on to our segments of the week. JT, it's your favorite part of the week. It's their football recap of the week, and it is all yours.
1: Thanks, Dylan. All right, guys. And the recap the latest from the beautiful game, we're going to start with the MLS Cup that happened this weekend. Toronto FC, they did it. They made history. They won a domestic trouble by beating the Seattle Sounders 2-0 with goals from Josie Altador and Victor Vasquez to clinch them the title. So they won the Demets, like I mentioned, the, the, the domestic travel. So they won the Supporters' Shield the MLS. They won the Canadian Championship, and now they won MLS Cup. So congrats to them. Toronto FC. they proved to be the best team in MLS. So they are the MLS champions. Over in Liga MX for the Apertura season, Tigres defeated Monterey 3-2 on aggregate to win uh, Liga MX Apertura playoffs. So congrats to them as well. Um, Orlando City, the good news for them is we didn't lose any players in the expansion draft. The expansion draft was this week for next year's new MLS team at will be LAFC. We had some players unprotected, uh, but LAFC didn't pick any other players, so so far so good. Now, on to some action that happened in Europe this past week. Of course, the Manchester Derby went Man City's way. They beat Manchester United 2-1. to I watched this game. It was a pretty amazing game. Manchester United. I couldn't believe they let it slip away. And Man City, Dylan, they have won fourteen, like fourteen games in a row now. So they are have like an eleven point lead in the Premier League. So it looks like Dylan, the Premier League is over for Manchester United they might as well focus on Champions League because Man City is going to take that title. That's awesome. And the Derby Italia, Italia Juve and Inter finished in a nil-nil draw, and then the big upset was Crystal Palace scoring two goals late in their game on Tuesday against Watford to win that game 2-1 to pull themselves out of the relegation zone. All right, Dylan, on to some soccer news. We had some MLS expansion uh, presentations this last week, and the board met to discuss their bids. So Detroit, Cincinnati, Sacramento, and Dylan... Your boys from Nashville, Nashville, SC, were at the presentation. Uh, as of today, there's still no announcement, but rumors on the internet, on Twitter, saying that it's going to probably be next week when we might hear something. Um, from what I've read from the experts, a lot of people dealing are picking Sacramento and Nashville. I, like I mentioned, I think Nashville has a good chance of getting one of the slots because they're in the southeast. I know MLS is trying to grow that area. And Nashville, I mean, soccer's booming right now. They had two games over the summer where they averaged over 40,000 fans. So they're doing pretty well. So we'll see how that goes. All right, some Champions League. We had a draw this past week. So some interesting draws that will happen for the matches in February. Juvia against Tottenham Hotspur, Sevilla against Man United. Real Madrid taking on Paris Saint-Germain and Chelsea taking on FC Bayern Munchen. So that's going to be a very interesting draw. Got to wait till February, but it's going to happen. All right, guys. Some games to watch this weekend. Only a couple games to watch. Of course, you got the FIFA Club World Cup. We have a final between Grimeo and Real Madrid, it looks like. And then for tomorrow, we got Manchester City taking on Tottenham Hotspur. That's going to be at 12.30 on NBC tomorrow night or tomorrow after, afternoon, excuse me. So check it out. And I'll include my football recap of the week.
0: So let's head over to some miscellaneous news. So starting off with Giancarlo Stanton, uh, he got traded to the New York Yankees, which is a huge move in the MLB. And that team is going to be on fire next season for the Yankees. Derek Jeter actually traded him over to the Yankees. So um, that's going to be huge. And people were upset in Miami because they didn't really get much back for him um, being an all-star caliber player. And they were pretty upset with that trade. So do you think there's a a lasting um, divide between the fans and Derek Jeter at the very beginning of his ownership of the Marlins?
1: Well, Dylan, we all knew that... Giancarlo Stanton was going to get traded. Now, he had a chance to go to the Cardinals and the Giants, but he turned it down because he wanted to go to a competitor. We talked about it last week. So Giancarlo Stanton apparently got his wish, and Derek Jeter decided, well, I'll trade him to the team I used to play for all these yeah, years. Yeah, right. So, help my team out a bit, so I'm going to help out the Yankees. And we knew he wasn't going to get anything in return. He knew that. So, you know, he had to take what he could get, and the Marlins, they're going to be rebuilding. I know the Marlins fans are frustrated because they go through this like every decade. Oh, we're good, and now we blow it up. And then we get to see him. Oh, great. Oh, we blow it up. And then, oh, now we got this owner, and we blow it up again. I mean, are yeah. I mean, tired of it.
0: There are there are commentators in Miami, like Dan Lebitard. He was talking on ESPN this week saying that the MLB is just using Miami. They're just using that city and using that baseball team to – To grow these players, to make these players better, and then just sending them off somewhere else to make it to where they're in a more profitable market than they are in Miami.
1: No, it's true. I I talked to ABL about this at work the other day, and he's from Miami, so he told me the same thing. Yeah, Miami, we are going to have the best prospects in all our minor leagues, but then what we do is we call them up to to, uh, the big leagues, we sell them. Trade them off to players for other prospects. That's insane. It's like a European soccer team in the Netherlands. Oh, let's develop these players, and then we're going to sell them off for big money and then don't know what to do with it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That's basically
1: what it is with the Miami Marlins.
0: Yeah, and that's all for Miami. Hopefully something happens to where Derek Jeter will make it a more marketable area. It's kind of like Nashville. Whenever they went into the NHL, I mean, they weren't a marketable area at all. But look at all these players that are willing to come play with us now. P.K. Subban, Kyle Turris, Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, all these players that we have now on the, on the Nashville Predators, they didn't really see Nashville as a hockey market. But after watching the Stanley Cup Final last year and seeing the fans in Nashville and hearing that arena, they've decided to make it a hockey market now. That is a hockey town. So um, you know, it's just it's you have to change the perception somehow. And I think Derek Jeter will be able to do that in Miami. It'll just take some time. Definitely.
1: All right, Dylan. So in the CFL Canadian Football League, the commissioner of that league has been talking to Johnny Manziel. I know you talked about this a few months ago, but there have been some talks. Uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I know you don't like that name, but stupid. <laughs> that's they have his rights, so they're talking to him. Maybe he might be able to play next season. So we'll see how that goes. Um, RG three. He was on ESPN this week. Uh, they had him on Sports Center and some of their shows, uh, First Take and all that. And he says he wants to play in the NFL next year. He said he's been getting ready, training. You know, just waiting for that opportunity comes. Uh, he didn't get signed by anybody this year, but he's willing and waiting. To get that phone call. So good luck, RG3. Hopefully, it didn't work out this year, but you at least stayed healthy. So that's got to be a good thing. And we'll see if he can bounce back next year. Um, one quick NBA news the NBA announced that they will broadcast their G League game, teams, their games on Twitch. Of course, Twitch is known for the video games where people play games and they interact. And all. That's what I like about it. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, now that's managing this to be on g-league so lots of this television stuff i'll talk a little bit more about my final thought but lots of that stuff going on too all right dylan anything on your fantasy update before we talk to bob
0: so my fantasy corner used to be a weekly thing where i would talk about fantasy players and who you should pick up in your league and things like that however i have come to the realization that i am not that good at fantasy Simply because I am losing in both of my leagues <laughs> by a lot, um, and so I have decided to discontinue the fantasy corner until further notice. So well, that's you got my basketball, update. You
1: got hockey. You, you got do. Sports.
0: You do. Yes. So I have other sports as well, but fantasy football I will no longer be commenting on unless you ask a question. I could still answer, but I'm I'm not gonna have a segment anymore. So just to let you guys know. So that's my fantasy corner of the week. So now it's time for Uncle Bobby's scam alert. Uncle Bobby is not joining us in the studio this afternoon, but he is going to be joining us on the phone. And he is on the phone with us right now, but you can tell through his uh, heavy breathing that he's on the phone with us. Uncle Bobby, it's good to hear your voice, sir. And uh, let's go on with your scam.
2: Yeah, that wouldn't me breathe. That was JT after having the cotton balls in the mouth and the dental surgery. So, big difference. All right. So, anyway, my scam is simple. (laughs) My scam is very simple. It's. uh, The uh, NFL game with the Jags and Seahawks uh, with the uh, fans throwing stuff at the players um, and basically leaks that they're going to investigate why the Jags uh, security staff did not uh, basically uh, go right after the fans as they were throwing the stuff. They kind of waited until almost uh, it seemed like they were on camera when the one player actually, uh, Quentin Jefferson, wanted to go up into the crowd to actually get the people. And that's when they started uh, kind of going up there. So it was kind of funny to watch that. But I'm just laughing. The league says they're going to uh, investigate why it happened. And it's like, well, they didn't want to do it. So that's pretty much what it is to me. I don't know about you guys on it.
0: I mean, were they, they were upset that they were, you know, losing the game. That's, that's the reason why. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, you know, with these situations, they need to have more of a grasp on the fans when it comes to throwing things on the field. Um, yeah, the,
1: I watched the Bills-Colts game on Sunday and, the fans, because the Bills were going to blow that game. Yeah. They were throwing snowballs at the.
0: <laughs> you know, and I'm very surprised place. that the NFL hasn't instituted like a netting around um it kind of like in hockey where they have the glass i'm really surprised they haven't instituted some sort of net or glass or something to protect to have a barrier between the fans and the players um i know that they have the Lambeau leap and in green bay so i mean that might be one of the reasons why but i mean you know it's it's sad that we even have to talk about this subject simply because of people being so stupid and throwing things on the on the field because they're upset that they're losing a football game uh I, i don't get it it is a scam. Um, I don't think that the NFL is going to do much about it because there's not really anything to do about it. I mean, the fans are the fans are going to do what the fans are going to do. Um, the only thing they can do is throw them out of the the arena and say they can't come back to the arena anymore. So, But at a certain point, they're going to be missing out on money at that point. So, you know, at, at, at the same time, I think that they're just going to let the fans do what they want to do, really. So, uh, let's move on to our winners and losers of the week. JT, I'll start with you first.
1: Thanks, Dylan. All right. So, my winner this week is going to be Christian Pulisic, as Christian Pulisic was nominated as the U.S. Men's National Team Sportsman of the Year. So, congrats to him. He had a stellar season with Borussia Dortmund, uh, breaking records, and... Help the U.S. Men's National Team out. Um, unfortunately, we came short from making the World Cup this year. But, Christian Pulisic, has had a bright future. So, it didn't work out in 20, for the 2018 World Cup. But, I hope to definitely get to see him in the 2022 World Cup. My loser this week is the KHL, also known as the Continental Hockey League. Because, they still cannot make up their decision. And, that's in Russia, by the way. They still cannot make up their mind if they're going to go to the Olympics or not. And, Dylan, as I mentioned, I was like, Dylan... We know the NHL is not going. We know the AHL is not going. If the the KHL, which is the Russian Hockey League, if they don't go, I mean, they're probably upset because their players got banned. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're upset. But it's like if if they don't go, then that's like that's going to affect the U.S. team and the Canadian team. And and some of the other European teams, so we could literally have Olympics still in in 2018 in South Korea with like a bunch of retired players, <laughs> like or college, college players. players, yeah, yeah, free agents that aren't with anybody. That's basically what it's looking like. High schoolers, maybe that's what it's looking like for our U.S. Olympic hockey team for next in a couple months. That's crazy.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. It is. Uh, now on to Uncle Bobby's winners and losers. Uncle Bobby.
2: Yeah. So my winner is. Um... Major League Baseball umpire, uh, Dale Scott, he's basically retiring. Uh, he's been a, you know, in the league for over 30 years. Um, but basically he had um, a second concussion in nine months where he basically got hit in the mass with the Aaron Ball. And that's his fourth in five years. So um, there's really not much talk about the baseball players having any issues like CTE, like so much as the football and, and possibly hockey. But he's worried about it with all the concussions he's had. So it's nice to see that he decided that. That said, he didn't want to. He wanted to stay longer, but he decided not to. So, nice to see that he was able to decide to go ahead and uh, retire and hopefully not have any issues down the road.
0: True. True. Uh,
2: My loser. Yeah, my loser is of course Levar Ball. Uh, Latest uh, thing he did was after pulling his oldest son or middle son out of UCLA, he decided to pull his youngest son out of high school, and then of course he decided to go ahead and get an agent, which meant now both cannot play college ball anymore. Uh, of course one can't go back to high school either and they're going to closely play in Lithuania Yeah, we talked about uh, that
0: earlier in the show yeah that's absolutely yeah, so insane So there's right? just
2: no way that's going to work but you know that's his deal he, he, you can tell that he's in charge of everything and the way it's going he's probably going to just end up ruining both of those young you know, athletes a chance I mean like I said the middle son wanted to stay pretty much at UCLA and just uh, deal with punishment on his own but his dad kind of got in the way and pulled the youngest one out of high school as a junior that's just crazy so so, basically, their uh, eligibility has gone now for college for both of them. And the other one didn't have a chance to go. So, we'll see what happens. But that's my loser.
1: All right.
0: Well, my winner this week is going to be the West Virginia Mountaineers football team. Because guess what? Will Greer is actually coming back to West Virginia next year to be the starting quarterback for the Mountaineers. So, congratulations to that. That college, because that's a big move for them. They actually went, they, they were actually playing very, very well with Will Greer. I believe they were seven and three on the season when Will Greer went down with an injury. So, congratulations to them for getting a, a, um, you know, a good quarterback actually there with the Mountaineers. And my loser of the week is actually Steve Kerr, because he was on a radio show, uh, yesterday in the Bay Lake, in the Bay Area in San Francisco. And he was doing the interview while he was taking a bath. The DJ heard him splashing around, asked him a question about, Hey, are you taking a, a bath right now? And they kind of joked about it, kept ribbing him and stuff. And then finally he came out and said, Yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to do, uh, I'm trying to multitask so I can do certain thing you know, do more things at once simply because I have no time to do these things. So there you go. Steve Kerr is my loser because he decided to take a bath while he was interviewing <laughs> on a nationally broadcasted radio show. So. Fantastic. Um, let's go to final thoughts, Uncle Bobby. I'll go with you first.
2: Yeah. So I don't know if you covered, it, but my final thoughts about the whole thing with uh, the NFL Network um, and now a bunch of the uh, analysts have been charged, and one ex-producer with the harassment. Of course, a couple are now with ESPN. They uh, also were suspended, depending on the outcome of it. And I just don't know when it's going to end. Um, hopefully, it's you know it's the truth, and uh, you know I feel bad for if it is for the ladies that were having to deal with it, because uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's uh, that's not really nice to do to anybody anyway. But hopefully this will uh, be ending soon. I don't know. It seems like it's been going on for a while now, after the whole thing with uh, Harvey Weinstein that started it. But uh, hopefully it ends soon, and uh, hopefully it won't happen anymore. But I know it will. So, Hopefully not
0: as much. Yeah, it's crazy. There are two analysts at ESPN, very, very uh, sought-after analysts, really. John Buchigras is actually one of those that got um, accused. And also Matthew Barry, the fantasy guy, got accused as well. So, I mean, this is just absolutely insane. Some of the names that are coming out. Um, of the sexual um yeah so pretty much uh, eric davis the thing i would say to these analysts and stuff is watch your back like watch what you do like because we're in a society now to where if you touch someone in the wrong way if you just touch them on the shoulder they're going to say it's sexual harassment so um you know really be careful about what you do be careful about the pictures you take and i mean especially if it's the opposite sex I, i i would suggest you Having a friend with you or something, so that you have a witness to whatever happens, because those situations are are not good for those analysts, and that that's their livelihood, right there is it, that that job they have. And you know, one person coming out saying that you know, hey, they touched me inappropriately, and that person's career is over with.
1: Yeah, just like that's what happened to my my college president, uh, Ricardo Romo, uh, when I was at UTSA. He was accused of uh, touching. Staff and employee, and next thing you know, he was put on leave, like administrative leave of absence. Next thing you know, he was forced to resign. So that's crazy. Trust me, you, that's you don't want to do that, guys. No,
0: you don't want to do that. Hashtag so,
1: respect the ladies,
0: JT. Please, <laughs> very true, uh, JT. What is your final thought?
1: Well, my final thought is going to be on a, the positive side of ESPN. Of course, this news broke yesterday, where the company Disney, they purchased 21st Century Fox. So, this is a big deal. They paid, what, $52.4 billion? Paid a lot. Man, are we going to get our podcast worth that money? (laughs) Hey, hopefully so. So, Hopefully so. So, anyway, as part of the deal, it's entertainment and sports. It's going to market more to its consumers to give people more options. And as ESPN announced earlier this year, they're going to have more streaming options. So, the big deal, Dylan, is they're buying all the Fox Sports Regional Networks. So, goodbye, Fox Sports Florida. Hello, ESPN Central Florida. I don't know, but something. <laughs> it's going to be something ESPN related. So, that's a big deal. They're going to get a bunch of teams, sports teams, that you can show on your streaming network. It's going to be called ESPN Plus, and it's going to launch in the spring. Uh, as far as entertainment, Dylan, well, you, Disney now is getting 60% of Hulu, so maybe you might get something with that. And on top of that, uh, entertainment. You get the X-Men. We get... Uh, Deadpool, Deadpool, and Fantastic Four. We even get the Simpsons. Yeah. And what's going on with Universal now? Because now we got the Simpsons. We got pretty much all, most of Marvel now. So that's like almost half the theme park. Are they next? I don't know.
0: I mean, maybe, maybe maybe so. uh,
1: That's pretty crazy, Dylan. So, yeah, guys. uh, I know people might question the deal, but I think it's a. That's gonna be a, a good deal for the walt disney company we don't see what they're gonna do streaming wise but hopefully they'll make it work so we'll see what happens
0: yeah um, my final thought goes out to star wars and the last jedi if you have not seen that movie yet go out to theaters and go see it it is an absolutely incredible movie it is the best movie in the new trilogy at least um if not the entire star wars saga i, I think it is really? yes I, I think it's a phenomenal there movie. The
1: Empire Strikes Back? That's my personal
0: favorite. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it has twists and turns. You don't know what's going to happen next. Um, it's a very, very good movie. I think you guys will really, really enjoy it. So definitely go watch that movie and report back to us. Uh, reach out to us on our social media uh, OOB Podcast, on our t- uh, Facebook page, Out of Bounds with Dylan James, or you can email us at dylan at out of Bounds podcast.com and um, you can also reach out to me on my personal Facebook it's Dylan James, my Twitter is Dylan underscore James and reach out to us there, give us your comments uh, concerns, your questions, whatever you want to do for about the, about the show we want to make this show um, as much as as much as much your content as it is our content, so definitely reach out to us for that. JT, what's your social media handle sir?
1: You can reach me at JTSocka88, that's at JTSocka88 you can email me at JT at com, And you can reach me on my personal sports blog. It's www.jtthesportsguy.com. So
0: Bobby, what is your social media handle, sir?
2: So I think my uh, Twitter account or something, something weird going on. So I'm going to pause it and see what I'm going to do on it. Uh, so something weird going on, but anyway, so uh, no Twitter handle for me. But uh, I just hope that uh, when I see the next week that, uh definitely sarah connell will be in there so we'll see though
0: okay great well um also then listen to us every saturday from 10 to 11 on WBLZ wblzmedia.com we're always on there so make sure to check us out there and hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we will see you next week
2: Seven Sports Talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. I'm Stephen Jodron from Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Hi, I'm Armand Five. Be sure to give us a listen for the best coverage in American soccer. Follow us on Twitter at UncSamSockerPod and give us a subscription on iTunes and Google Play. You don't want to miss it. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire, the Gen Service team is licensed, bonded, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740 438 7173. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing. Interior, exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ug? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention
0: WBLZ Sports, and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361.
2: We are not Vegas, guys. We're just two guys in South Carolina. Making our picks. Doing what we love. That's it. No bunkum, no bullshit.
0: We don't have credit cards at the day. We're not hanging out with and Mafia. Even though we wish
1: we were. The Burger and Badass Show. Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturday morning from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Exclusively on WBLZ
0: Sports. We got the balls. Danny. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Oh, are you gonna get me the ball?
2: WBLZ Sports. I hope he didn't kill somebody.